Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be home. I'm uh, I, returning from the Pro Chess League Finals, the first ever in-person event that Chess.com and Twitch have organized as part of our new partnership. But note that I say in person. The semantics are important because it was not an OTB over the board event. It was it was an eSport event. It was played on computers um, as a culmination of our Pro Chess League, and I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, that was actually here's here's it was almost a bait and switch without actually being a bait and switch because I knew that it was e style because it's for chess.com, which is an online chess website. But I got up Saturday morning, I was dialed into twitch.tv and sure I was were. like, let's do this. Uh-huh. And then I immediately moved over to chess.com slash TV because I just like the chat over there a little bit better, a little bit more adult. Um, it's more grown up, <laughs> not adult chat, but adult well, conversion. Eddie, there, there probably are some adult chats in the circles of the interweb, <laughs> but you could find those somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, there's so much we got to get to today. Uh, we've got, we've got so much to get to in this podcast. So for those of you who are by some odd chance of the internet, randomly finding this accidental podcast, uh, welcome, welcome to the party. So let's talk pro chess, pro chess league finals first, and then you can dive into everything that is hashtag Zuckerberg, right? Yeah, I do want, I want to know there's so much that happened yet. And I, I know, so I woke up, I woke up and I was like, all right, I'm going to tune in and there's going to be OTB. And I was like, no, there's not going to be OTB. I was like, oh, there's, there's Danny. He's getting ready. He's like, he's like, he's all and then Anna, Anna, was it Anna? It's Anna, right? Anna, Anna, uh, Anna. Uh, She's she's referred to as Anna, but it's Anna Rudolph. Um, Anna. Yeah, I mean, in That's the uh, Hungarian pronunciation, it's more of an ah, less of an ah. But uh, but a lot, everyone says Anna Rudolph. I mean, it's actually it doesn't matter. It was it was awesome. I super enjoyed it. You guys were in like some weird warehouse. I didn't quite understand what's happening. But the 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 production for being the first ever live event that you your team put together. I was actually stunned. I was blown away because I know what goes into this stuff. So I want to know all about it. I know you have to be exhausted. I'm sure people have asked you over and over again. I just want to know everything, Danny. Well, tell me everything. <laughs> you're like, I know you must be exhausted. I'm saying before, but I want you to tell me everything from start to finish. <laughs> um, well, obviously I can't, I can't get into everything. Not because at this point, anything is, anything is, you know, proprietary information, but because I just, there's no way I'm going to remember everything. It's, it's kind of a blur right now, but I, I got into San Francisco Wednesday morning and, um, had some, some meetings with our partners at Twitch and, you know, the, the head of esports there and kind of the guys that are really invested in the chess program taking off, which was kind of good because we were building up for this, this big event that, you know, we're, we're all really excited to do. And I'm super nervous, much more than they are because they've organized and, and held esports events before. Um, but, um, the, you know, but we had but we had some other meetings, which was kind of cool, just to kind of put our our thumb and kind of put our vision into the bigger picture of this whole program too, and remember that you know we've got other things we're doing, which I won't get. But it was just it was so exciting right now, just to like be involved in all the things we want to do. And so here we have this esports event, and you know what's the viewership going to be like, and is anybody even going to show up, and all this stuff. And we were we were actually conflicting with so many things this weekend. We were conflicting with packs, um, obviously in Boston, which is was a huge thing last weekend. And, and, you know, they had, I think they had record attendance. It was like more than a hundred thousand mm-hmm. people or something. And, and I know a bunch of chess people that were actually there that would have been at this, um, from the chess bra crew to, to John Urschel and some of our buddies. Um, 
and then there were there was like League of Legends things, and there was a there was a rock. It was just crazy. Like, and but we still, you know, had it ranked amongst one of our not quite top five in peak viewership, but right there, right outside the top five. I mean, um, we peaked at about twenty six thousand. The SCC with Magnus and and Hikaru has peaked at over thirty six thousand as far as live at that second concurrent viewers, but the overall views of the event actually and our video replays sorry i'm speaking mainly twitch analytics right now but we try to look at like who cares about this thing our rebroadcast and just the overall people tuning into the clips like the 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 actual minutes watched for this thing are like number two behind the scc final last year ever and and so people just were super excited given that we had four teams that honestly months there wasn't a single player there in the top 15 in the world um there were no huge, none of the big names. You know, Carl wasn't there, right? Hashtag Carl wasn't there. You know, Scotty doesn't know. Hashtag Scotty doesn't know. Hashtag <laughs> Carl wasn't there. Um, so Scotty doesn't know, and, and you know all that stuff. And 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 we we still did a great job, and and in the sense that I think a lot of people enjoyed it. And as Hikaru said on stream. Every chess player fantasizes about winning a big game, and we have the support of our family and our friends and all that stuff, but actually having people appreciate and be able to show and express their emotion for you in that moment is something that every chess player kind of like secretly fantasizes about, and these guys got to have it, right? If you if you catch the video clips and some things that went viral, it was like people are screaming and going nuts in the stadium and or not in the stadium in the warehouse and then as he there was this great photo you have to see i tweeted it i, I think you saw it where the show was kind of we got to link it here for the fans who somehow missed it it was like uh you know them like screaming and fist pumping and people jumping out of their chairs the moment the match was decided and just you know really cool a chess event like nothing else um yes it was crazy i was there friday night till like 11 30 p.m and back at the venue at 7 a.m i mean we play everything i mean we're not just doing eight hours of commentary a day i'm like i'm like setting things up you know breaking things down sunday night we just you know we may you wear a million hats when it comes to making something like this happen and uh and uh, honestly right now dude i am just like i'm so glad it's over honestly <laughs> i know that sounds weird but i'm just glad it's over because i've been stressed out about it and it went it went as well as it could have like are we you know we're not thrilled that it didn't like smash the numbers of of like the hikaru magnus final but also we didn't have you know we frankly we got a little unlucky in regards to the teams that made the finals and and the way that we competed with other chess events and that you know if we had had this event and it was the only thing going on and we had the biggest names in the game like i wonder what it would have done um, but people care about it and we heard nothing but positive things. Like I had fellow grandmasters and chess professionals. there saying like, Oh my God, dude, like I had the best time at this that I've ever had. And you know, we've been playing chess since we were kids. Like, this is like the future, dude. Like, this is just amazing. And the noise canceling headphones were, they delivered. Um, and I can think of 25 things we're going to do better next time, whether it's at Folsom, you know, shout out to Folsom. Yeah, so it is it's like a warehouse or whether it's at Vegas, um, you know, or, you know, we're talking about some other venues. There's um, a lot of options in regards to future stuff. But but yes, it will be happening again. And uh, and that's that's everything for now without getting into any more details. Nothing else needed. I will say, I think that overall, though, I was I was really impressed. I had fun. I was watching the chat pretty adamantly. And also watching you and your team and Anna and everybody else um, manage the crowd locally, the the chess.com, the twitch.tv, 
all, everyone going in. Also, people were sending, you know, bits and all like all the little things. And at the same time, what was cool is I saw people coming in for the first time. Like, whoa, chess is an esport now. Like it was their first experience to I think seeing because you guys have done you know different events online, but nothing in person where actually what's interesting about esports when you think about them is is people playing video games or some other e online thing but then they bring people together so you have previously for chess.com done online events but it's not the same for some reason as as showing like two people looking at a monitor on chess.com and then just their emotions are very different than in OTB or when they're sitting totally. at home or somewhere else yeah, it was really interesting to watch the emotions I really liked uh, I'm not I'm gonna know anybody's name because I forget now but um, from China the from panda uh, what was uh, the lady's name the 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 uh, um, Shu Rutung. Yes, Shuru, I loved watching her play chess for some reason, like her emotions and the thoughts. And when things were happening, there was one game where she, I think, blundered a piece and then the other guy didn't notice that she had blundered. So he resigned. I'm pretty sure it was that match. I just and everyone is like, what just happened? What just happened? Like and where you don't expect that from chess.com. But actually, when you watch some of the really intense uh, other bullet brawls or OTB um, events, you're at home, you're thinking those things. But now you have a crowd of 50 or 100 or 200 people that are now just shouting it like, what just happened? You know, especially when it boiled down to just one game or two games going on at a time compared to all four. To me from a, a, at home, I was like, I hope they do more of this because it was quite fun and well done. Like a big, I was, I was sitting at home about four hours in giving a, a round of applause to the team, uh, Dude, putting it, it together. So I thought happy. it was really well done. I, yeah. Yeah, and we got lucky too. I mean, in the sense that they it went to tiebreaker, which of course, like you can't count on. You always want drama. You want things. You want the show to go on. You want more viewers, and it just happened organically, right? I mean, Armenia pulled the massive upset over the powerhouse from Chengdu, and it was um, you couldn't have scripted it better, honestly. And it was amazing that Hikaru. It, I don't know if you saw Hikaru joined me before the finals to give a pre-match prediction. He and I kind of had like a 20-minute sit-down, and he predicted that Armenia would, that it would be a tied match and they would win in tiebreaker. It was crazy, right? And uh, which, you know, in the hindsight, again, it makes sense. Like, they're better at rapping and blitz than Shang Du is. And so if they could somehow tie the match, it would make sense that they might be able to win in the tiebreaker. But that's what happened. And, uh, you know... <clears throat> yeah, like you said, it was it's interesting to see the emotion and to let it be... Let it all let it all hang out. And I think uh, the other thing is we were <laughs> we had contact from local coaches who wanted to bring all their students and nobody realized that it was conflicting with the California super state. So literally twenty five hundred kids were at the California super states uh, and oh. not here, which is a two day event. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if especially because we weren't charging for tickets or anything like it would have been. And it was coaches telling us like I, I was planning on bringing 150 kids and I and two weeks before and then they remembered it was the California super state. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people have been have been really uh, excited about it and um, so much so much to do. But I'm, I'm hoping soon I can announce that our next esport style don't even need to say esport anymore chess is an esport and now people see it's on the stage and i think our next event like this uh will will not be waiting until the the pro chess league finals next year so that's that's what i'm hoping for so there you go danny announcing things 
Classic Dan. Um, not classic Dan. Classic Danny. You shouldn't yep. say. But, uh, you know, it's always good. And nobody, nobody listens to our podcast anyway. You know, I mean, <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> A lot of people listen to our podcast. In fact, tell, every, tell everybody the, uh, the, before we move on, the feedback we got and, you know, the innovation it has led to with one of our awesome listeners uh, giving us a review, but with it, some pretty helpful feedback. Yeah, that's that's I was going to bring it up later, but we'll bring it up right now. Uh, yeah, so this is really awesome. This is a five star amazing review from uh, from the person's name is not Danny's assistant from Canada. Um, <laughs> is that really? His and, name? Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so this person wrote in, so they love the podcast. Super enjoyable. And actually, they had signed up for Blue Bottle because of this podcast. So we talk often about I'm drinking Blue Bottle coffee right now in front of uh, here. I just got a new package, uh, which is very exciting. The one from Brazil. And right? oh, wait. Yeah, the one from Brazil. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. Okay. Uh, they're all great. And I, and I love great tasting uh, coffee every two weeks delivered the, this to morning the house. real quick digression i i read the monologue of like the latest one to talia today in like a really loud accent she loved it cracked up baby 11 <laughs> love and dad reading the description of where 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 this uh this week's coffee was from they make they make they they write them very elegantly and i think they're always fun to recite back the what you're about to to drink you know you're like mm, that, that, that is correct uh, and this person had a great idea because not only did they sign up for Blue Bottle, but they also joined chess.com because of listening to this podcast. And they said, don't these, you know, companies that you talk about all the time want to sponsor the podcast or do they have some sort of affiliate network or something like that? And um, I always thought it'd be kind of weird if chess.com actually sponsored it, but I did reach out to Blue Bottle previously. We had talked about this and they don't sponsor podcasts currently. So just none, not just us, but none currently. But they do have an affiliate program, and so does Chess.com. So this led us to our brains coming together to say, hey, do you want to support the show and also maybe drink some amazing coffee and maybe upgrade your free Chess account? Maybe even drink that coffee whilst whilst playing a game of chess? What a great day for you. Uh, and support the show. So there's actually two things that you can do right now. You can go to blunders.fm slash blue bottle, and you can sign up via our affiliate program. Which will, um, which is really cool. So what it is when you sign up and buy anything from Blue Bottle, a subscription or just coffee, when you spend $10, you get an additional $10 for free and we also get $10. So you can help feed our coffee addiction. That's right. Just for bringing you the noise and the funk and the caffeine, we all get paid. We all get paid. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> and if you're looking and you've been waiting to upgrade uh, or just getting started on chess.com to upgrade to any membership tier you can now go to blunders.fm slash chess and find the affiliate code and link for this podcast and then we get some magical cut according to danny i didn't even know this existed it's amazing that's right and you know what's funny is in the process of us figuring this out which all came from um the uh member from canada who is not danny's assistant thank you so much for the five-star review but this this whole i this whole rabbit hole um, led to us to realizing it's this isn't even just a shameless plug to plug to sign up for uh, for Blue Bottle or Chess.com through the podcast because we ended up by accident going in and saying yeah like let's do this right he's got a great idea and we found out that already Mots Mots should have joined the affiliate program a long time ago on Chess.com because apparently he's responsible for more premium upgrades than even I've been in, in a long time <laughs> we we go in and we see he's already got. He's already got some revenue. Some And if you're not an official affiliate partner, then if people sign up and they say that they signed up because of James, then, you know, it gives him some membership credit. But now, 
Now, uh, now the podcast, soundbite.fm, and everything you enjoy listening to wherever you are right now, you're probably stuck in traffic and you're debating, like, do I grab my smartphone? Like, probably that's not too safe. Like, I can't just, like, upgrade right now. Yeah, put the smartphone away. But when you get to a safe environment, hey, now you have a way to support the podcast. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's super cool. And uh, so so definitely I'll put those links into the show notes below. And every single podcast, I'll go in and add those too, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so go do that. But I got to ask, Danny, now that we have ways of supporting the podcast out of the way, last week you were so nervous. I'm not going to say nervous, but you were a little nervous of this entire event, of being up in front of all these people, live streaming, shout casting, doing this entire thing. Like, how did you feel? How, I mean, I know you're exhausted. I know you don't want to talk anymore and you want Motsi to talk over here, but I got to know because I, you looked really comfortable up there. And that's what I want to say. You looked uh, really good. You always look good. Thank but. you. you know, it, honestly, I felt it felt natural. Like, I, I feel like I I talk for a living and <clears throat> commentate on chess things for a living. And it was it was it was a lot of fun. The company Tenno, uh, the production company we hired, who's done all kinds of esports championships. They were they were phenomenal. And, and uh, shout out to Spencer Chung. Uh, just recent just like followed me on Twitter today after our bonding experience. There's things you can bond about when you're on a private a private channel and trying to produce an esport event that you just can't bond about with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Really inappropriate things sometimes Spencer would say and and also just great is just like you're nervous. You really air it out with your with your co-host. And anyway, so uh Tenno really made it great, took took a lot of the stress off. Um and uh no it felt good. It felt natural and now I'm Going to be working from home for the next few days. For those of you who haven't already heard my baby crying downstairs, that's probably Talia. Mad mad that uh, she's not getting some sort of treat or something. You know, you get it. Hashtag you get it, right? Um, but uh, no, I'm, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you saying that because it, it felt good. It, felt, it felt, uh, felt like it was just the next progression. Like I wasn't – I was so nervous going in. I feel so much better now, dude. You know, one of those things where like – the next time we do one of these events, dude, like I know that every event things, you know, logistics that go into events are, are sometimes stressful and they're time sensitive. Anytime you add a time sensitive element to something where you can normally just kind of spit out the content you want and write emails and manage the team, like work can be as overwhelming as you let it be. But events are legitimately overwhelming because there's a lot of things that like may not happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but now that we've done it, I just feel so much better, and I just feel super confident that this is this is uh, the future, man. I'm, I, I really do. I'm, I'm really excited. So, so yeah. And speaking of the future, before we go on to the next topic, which is the really big topic of this episode, and we should call it like we should call it like Zuckerberg goes esports or something, you know, <laughs> to really get people confused before they click. But I have to shout out. But speaking of the future, Mots, I have to tell you that this whole time you've been calling the book go player seven i actually got a book in the mail from you as a gift and it's oh. called ready player one so that, just so you know i'm in my future i'll be reading that and it's called ready player one and i'm really excited to read it i don't know how i messed that up i don't know how i got that wrong for the last five yeah. years of my life dude i don't know either but you've been it's like go player 66 all these things you've been saying it's called ready player one and i'm really excited to dive in yeah so. you uh came home not only to a great family ready to support you give you big high fives but you came home to a great little little swag bag you're amazing you're amazing thank you mods mods got me a uh an anniversary gift as usual always always just doing amazing things and uh one and in that in that little box was uh ready player one so i think officially i have to stop saying the name wrong like when someone goes out of their way to like give you a gift it'd be like 
if I got somebody a nice wooden chess set and they kept calling the game chest with a T, right? It's just, you know, it's like, come on. So I get it now. Ready player one. I'm on it. All over it. <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad that you have everything. You got everything good. A new mug. New mug in there. New mug, which I shallst be drinking on chess TV. Um, I shallst. Yeah. Um, I got to improve my coffee situation at the office. I'm, I'm debating pulling the trigger on like a second French press setup. Ooh. So... I don't know. I, you know, because the problem is when they go with the with the the Cropoli Keurig system, and like you can you can suck down Keurig like no other, and it's like not great coffee, and also like you feel bad. You're like, oh, it's a Keurig, like whatever. But then at the same time, like you're doing stuff, and you need a cup of Joe. You know, I mean, so um, I, some of the the thing I enjoy most about our French press system and our are the uh, the shared you know, hoity-toityness that we have about the way we do coffee is the time it takes. It's actually like a meditation process, right? I mean, it's like you're committing to something that is slightly tedious and like, you know, that was probably one of my kids slamming the door. They're playing baseball outside. Um, It's slightly tedious and all that, but like it really just kind of zones you in. And and I'm thinking maybe I need like a form of meditation midday at the office. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, do you have a tea set up? Because tea's pretty solid. You go and you kind of, it's less involvement of grinding. It's maybe loose leaf because our internet was out at work today. Yes. Our internet sometimes goes out at Microsoft, but it went out today. It hasn't gone out in a year since I've been there. I was going to say, what? It happened. It was was out and and everyone's like, coffee break. And, you know, we just have a Starbucks business press a button. It's not very good. I don't like it. So everyone's going getting coffee and I'm the same. I'm like, I'd rather go downstairs to the cafe where they have a whole setup and they're making stuff. Even if I got the drip, it would be way better. But there's something about like going on a coffee break or doing a break and just saying, I'm going to take this five minutes. And by pressing a button, especially if you're by yourself, you're not really doing anything. So I'll go and we have loose leaf tea. So if people go on a coffee break, I'll just go and do a little loose leaf, a little steeping, get a little hot water ready. You got to give it a few minutes and then you take it out. And it's like a it's a little bit less of a commitment besides you got to have the hot water. But I would say if you're at your office will be ideal, ideal situation is to have a water dispenser that does cold and hot water. Boom. Blown. Mind blown. Mm. Think about that. Okay. No, I'm taking it in right now. Take it in. Okay. Got it. Mm. Mm. Sometimes you just have to take it in. Yeah. You have to take in somebody's, you know, somebody's discipline for you. I, I feel I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've thought about, actually, it's funny that you are talking about that because I've been thinking about doing something at work as well. Because if I want coffee, I have to go spend $2. I could get the free coffee. But I don't want the free coffee. I want the $2 coffee. But you don't want the free coffee. You don't want the free coffee. You, yep. you don't. Every, every time I get a free coffee, I regret it immediately. I just, I'm like. Yeah, you feel worse for having gotten it. My stomach hurts. Yeah. My stomach hurts. It's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Yep. And, and like, you know better. That, and then so now you have, it's like a shame cycle mixed in with it. It's not just like you made a mistake. It's like you've made the mistake before, right? Yeah. So and it's like, why didn't, why didn't you go to blunders.fm slash blue bottle and get yourself a subscription, silly? Oh my God. You, know and you, you could have upgraded and supported your own podcast. Yeah. <sighs> super meta. Um, anyway, so I've, I've been thinking about, about something like that as well of, of having something there, maybe an AeroPress and maybe French press is nice because it's less of a orchestration. It is grinding. It's put, you get to see it, you twirl it and you get, you know, it a little bit. Um, that's me. Will you do that again? Do that sound again. Oh my God. That was so good. Mm -hmm. Can we get a remix of mods just going, whatever you did? I love it. That was great. 
dude that now we're like yeah dude now we're beatboxing to the, to the sound of a french press french press um anyways so dude. you know what else i've been taking in not just coffee but i've spent four and a half hours danny listening to senate hearings to take it and take it in congress and so i can't wait to hear your breakdown of of the zuckerberg thing because i have not taken four and a half hours i have spent four and a half hours hanging out with the kiddos um the babies anyway who are in school and the boys just got back and they're mad at me because i want them to clean their room and not play video games so that's going <laughs> to be a fun fun awkward fight the moment the podcast is over but um but yeah, so I have not, I cannot wait to hear the breakdown. And then I get to give you my response of somebody who didn't watch it and is going to pretend like their opinion matters. It's going to be so much fun. Let's do it. Well, I just sent you my favorite tweet that I sent out of a picture of Zuckerberg yep. going up against the Senate Judiciary and Commerce Committees. And uh, this is before. So take a look at this photo. Imagine this was you at the Pro Chess League. Yep. Yep. There's about... It's crazy. 108 people taking photographs about five inches from Zuckerberg's face. It's very inappropriate. Yeah. So no, it's totally crazy. So everyone kept asking me, H, H. Diggity asked me, she goes, hey, why is this thing? Why is everyone talking about this? You know, it it's Zuckerberg. That's fine. And, you know, there's hearings all the time. Why is this important? And I go, I don't necessarily know if it's imp- I think it is important. But at the same time, why it became such a big deal is because he originally said he wasn't going to go. He's like, I'm not going. I'm not going to Washington, D.C., not going to go, not going to happen. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go. And this all came from the Cambridge Analytica leaks, our data. There's two forms of data. Okay, This was something Zuckerberg spent a lot of time explaining to Congress because they kept, Congress kept telling Zuckerberg that Facebook sells your data. And Zuckerberg made it very clear that Facebook does not necessarily and doesn't sell your data. So me... I want to put out an ad on Facebook for Coffeehouse Blunders. I want to put out an ad. I can say, hey, Facebook, I would like to target uh, female and male people that have interest in chess that maybe even like chess.com's page. And I would like to um, have their ages between 18 and 35. And I want them to be in the United yep. States and I want them to be on an Android phone. And they can, they'll take the data they have and do that. Now, that's one side. As a someone advertising, I don't have that data. I don't have the person's data. I'm specifying criteria. On the other side, well, you don't know who the person is. You know, you know the data you're looking for, yes. or you, you know the demographic you're trying to reach, and that there are people within that. Yes, but you don't know their user profile. Correct, and that's very similar to how Google Ads and AdWords and everything else like that on the internet works. And you can, they can use additional things, not just Facebook data, but browser history, cookies, all these things that, that we know about and in general. And that's just how the internet works. And then there's the other part, which is the app developer and um, research side of things, which is when you go and you sign up in a game and you say, hey, I want permissions and I want to sign in with Facebook. And it says, cool, I get access to your profile photo, the your wall, your this, and you find granular controls over all this. And people just sign up with everything. So a lot of the Cambridge Analytica stuff came up because Cambridge Analytica was a company that was hired by a certain side um, of the election that won that... Uh, essentially bought data from another third-party researcher who was not allowed to actually sell the data, but there was some loophole type of thing, whatever. 
and they bought all this data and there was this friends of friends type of thing, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this big, huge data breach. So for four and a half hours, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg went up against like 45 different senators, uh, congressmen and congresswomen out there who were grilled. They had five minutes each. And he single-handedly handled he, with like a Hulk glove. He like punched him with like a big one of those squishy Hulk gloves. It was like Mike. That's it was like did, Mike right? Tyson's punch out, dodging. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I've been playing on my Switch, yeah. uh, and it was really interesting because he was very professional, very cordial. He explained what I just spl- explained, but he had to explain it over and over again because it's interesting because the Congress people have different times that they're at and some people don't go for the whole thing and they go, oh, sorry, I missed the first hour. I'm going to ask you these questions that people had already asked, Yeah, you know, and uh, you're going to explain it again. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's I mean, our, our government just just, you know, defines efficiency and on both so, sides. So that doesn't shock on me. both sides. So this was, you know, there's yep. many more Republicans, it seemed like, but on both sides. I was disappointed with almost every single question that everybody asked. Um, I, I, um, I, but it's also one of those things where you're, you're at, I mean, it's people who, who don't understand technology. They don't even understand what they're trying to evaluate, to be frank. And so what it is, is like, you're basically dealing with a bunch of people who already have a pre- determined or a preconceived sort of opinion of Facebook violates this or they don't. And so what ends up happening is you're just trying to ask questions that is affirmation of previously held beliefs rather than confirmation of facts, which is, you know, it's a good, you know, indoctrination of our of our entire media system anyway. I mean, you could argue that, you know, Fox News and even CNN, a lot of places to a degree are constantly like finding things to affirm previously held beliefs by their viewership to make them keep watching. So it's interesting. Yeah, they really wanted to, in their mind, they had the idea of, I've heard this thing and I'm going to ask this. I don't really have background, but I have heard, this came up three times. They go, we have heard that, or that I've been told yeah. that- that's so ridiculous for our government to be saying that, right? It's like, so um, so Susie told Brittany <laughs> that you do this. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so Susan's ex-boyfriend, Mark, he, she said that you, <laughs> like, uh, there was a, there was, so there was funny. a real basic n- not understanding of how operating systems on whether it be browser technology or phone technology specifically works. Uh, I did tweet, uh, out. I said, I love watching these senators blundering their five minutes, asking ridiculous questions Is Zuckerberg doing a great Dude. job. That's like a subtle subconscious plug for our for our podcast. You're a I genius. Did. I did. I did. A little bit right there. Hashtag marketing genius with Mots. That's me. And then I had two favorite quotes I want to talk about here. One I didn't tweet, but one was actually done twice, which was this rumor. They're like, we, uh, I've heard, and I want you to explain and, and answer this. Does Facebook record and analyze my audio um, of my phone? And Zuckerberg goes, no, just no, we don't, we don't do that. And then he goes, hold on. He goes, hold on. I want to make sure that you know and understand that people on their devices can take a video. And when they take a video, that video has audio associated with it. And when they upload that video that they've taken on their phone, we obviously validate that audio exists in it. But are we monitoring audio in the background? No. But I'm going to explain to you how video works like and that was uh, and they had to do it twice it was amazing and then my favorite quote of all day danny was this 
which was this uh, Republican senator, uh, Heller. He goes, do you believe you are you by Facebook are more responsible with millions of Americans data than the federal government would be? And me and Mark Zuckerberg at the same time, I crap you not say yes. 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 And everybody else would at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, it's one of the it's 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 talk about the pot calling the kettle black and you ask somebody like whether he feels more responsible with his users data he has a very even though there's a lot about facebook's algorithms that are anything but transparent and i'm openly critical of facebook on a on a regular basis at times when i can be when i just you know when i find time okay i don't i'm usually busy but when i find time i am openly critical of facebook's ever-changing algorithm and what they decide and and who they decide they're showing information to as someone who essentially uses social networks to try to grow his um, his business, right? So, but regardless of that, Facebook's transparent goal that isn't transparent, Mots, is they're trying, they're running a business and yeah. they're clearly offering more valuable information to those looking to advertise their businesses. So they would, in their, in their, um, you know, where they would justify their position in regards to what they essentially have, which is more valuable data about human beings on this planet than any business that has ever existed in the history of mankind. I think everyone agrees with that. That's why they are who they are. So, but they're doing it for a very transparent goal, which is to make money. I mean, they're a business. The business model is that they have the world's largest, most loyal community of people who want to share and connect about personal, vital, and other types of things in a way that makes them inter like you know who they are, and then advertisers and businesses know exactly who they want to reach. And and I, I we do the same thing. And we actually don't advertise through Facebook a lot. We basically use it as an outlet for our content. And you know, you try to boost a post here and there if you think it's doing well, but. Um, I've actually, you know, been in charge of our budget in a lot of ways where we've decided, look, we don't understand a lot of some of the algorithm here and how this is going to be shared. So we don't we don't put a ton um, into the um, the Facebook ads basket. But, you know, but we but we do what we do. And, and I think that, you know, their 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 goal is at least transparent, like with the government, it's like. You know, the NSA monitoring stuff in the background, I mean, or or whatever, whatever's going on. I, I've heard a lot of people say that with the with the home devices, the, the Google Home, the Alexa, that they claim to have said things in front of the Alexa. And then suddenly they're getting ads for that product. And I've heard that. And again, but it's all what you hear and whether that's actually true. Did, was it from Alexa or did you actually forget that you, you know, were browsing for that on Amazon and then they and then they presented that to you on Facebook? And whether even that's what some people want is is a whole question, right? Do people like the fact that they have a thought, I'm looking for a new vacuum cleaner and then the next time you're on Facebook, Facebook is hitting you over the head with the with the new Dyson, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to each his own, I guess. I, I would I, I you know, I have my own whatever personal opinions on that but it doesn't matter because we're living in a world where you know look at least facebook goals are are transparent and that they're a business trying to leverage their position over other businesses and that's the that's the end game in regards to why they why they are so valuable and they they have they also they also offer great services to people or people wouldn't be using their site yeah and they they really enable an entire they, they are so much of everything and in some countries especially outside the u.s facebook is the internet and there are large segments where other social media platforms are way more popular than facebook and some that are not and there's things that facebook can do and you're right that they can they can make this and it's not just Facebook. 
you know, they kept mentioning over and over again, like the terms of agreement that you sign up for on Facebook. And they're like, it's so many pages and there's all this terminology. No one's going to read this. And you know that no one's going to read this. And I was like, yes. But also when you sign up for anything, like when I signed up for TSA, when I signed up for global entry, when I signed up for the government, when I file my taxes, like all of these things all have terms of agreement. So it's not just Facebook, right? Yeah. And companies, uh, chess.com has terms of agreements. And basically, in one of the terms of, of agreement in the legal it, to protect the business, you're basically saying, look, you are using a service that you've decided you want, correct? As a chess.com member, you've decided you want to sign up on our site, play chess on our site, and to try to get access to tools on our site, just like Facebook. So yes, essentially the terms are saying like, look, if you break our rules, we can get rid of you without really any explanation, like period. Yeah. Right. That's what we do to protect ourselves, especially in regards to fair play and cheaters and abuse. You're trying to protect yourself from any potential like slander or defamation when you're saying, look, you're using a service that you're deeming valuable. And if you if you mess with us or basically if we deem any reason to get rid of you, which is kind of the truth, like we can do it because it's our site. Facebook has a whole bunch of different terms of agreement, which, yes, does like suggest that they are allowed to, to review and analyze your information and that that information might then be used to what is it called to better the user experience. And what does Facebook deem the user experience? They deem their users use Facebook for an experience that is about connecting with people and keeping track of things they love, but also as a portal to things that they like and things they enjoy. And guess what? Things that they might buy. So that's what the user experience is. Facebook is a, is a is a is a is an outpost for for advertisers in that way. And I, and I think it, like when you see it and call like it's like calling the calling it what it is. Like what do you think the terms of agreement say? Anything you do on their platform is their right to use, to analyze, and assess. So guess what happens if you go and read Danny Wrench's thing? I, re- I list a whole bunch of books that I've never <laughs> read. I list a whole bunch of movies that I hate. Guess what? Guess what you can't find on Facebook? Any real information about Papa Bear. Okay. In fact, I actually had my wife remove a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like I, I, I'm a little paranoid about this, so, but I understand what they're trying to do. And, and you know, you and I work in this industry, so we're... You know, and this isn't even said with a lot of any, any ego. I, I don't, not a lot of it. Like, I look, like we understand what's going on here. Probably in the one percent, right? I mean, there are a lot of people who use the internet who don't give a give a, a, a rat's bleep about anything you and I are talking about yeah, right it's, now, right? It's true. Yeah, they're and, just using and, it. No, you're right, and, and yeah. that's okay. But it's like we have to be okay. I mean, I think that there's 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 things that all of every player, everyone out there can we can work to make terms easier. Ready, Ready player, player one, Shia LaBeouf. Um, and, and, you know, I think there was a big, you know, joke a long time ago about world of Warcraft is every time you update world of Warcraft, you have this huge terms of service and nobody reads and they could hide things in there and make jokes of it and things like that. And it's true. Whenever you upgrade your iPhone, there's a new terms of service and Apple makes you, um, hit the accept button twice. Like, are you really sure you, you know, have you read through this? And some people make you scroll the bottom and we can make it more transparent. And I just went into Facebook today. I went into Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, and it took me five minutes to control all of my privacy settings and all of them. And it took, it was really easy. Um, yep. And see if you're a user who cares about it, like me and you, guess what you can do? You can control your privacy settings and, and that's what I do. I have Facebook's back because we do live in this industry, but also I don't use Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I'm not a fan. I have 50 friends. I don't need any more. I don't need anybody. I don't, I'm not, yep. not a fan. Neither do I. And my personal Facebook has become, my personal Facebook is non-existent and the Daniel Wrench page. And I, I say this, should I say this? Yeah. 
It's okay for me to see. Yeah. I mean, it's basically managed by people within our company, you know, like, like a lot of like the, the faces of our, of our site. I do post on my personal page. So don't be upset about that if you are. But again, you're you're liking things that are specifically Daniel Wrench created within the industry that I'm becoming known for, right? Yes. And I post to it myself, which is all business-related stuff. You're not going to see like, you know, hey, I'm doing this like personal thing with my wife and kids. It's just not what I do. Um, and there are people that manage it as well. And and we have that with a number of our, call them our mini chess celebrities, right? Hey, I mean, that's, yeah. that's all you can ever be is a chess celebrity is a mini one. So, I mean, that's it. You have to. And in fact, on your site, it doesn't say that it's, you know, your personal says official fan page of Danny Wrench. And I have, t- right. I have two accounts. And that's t- typical. Everybody has one yeah, of those. I have, yeah. I have normal James Montemagno, which you can follow and I don't post anything. Um, on here at all. And then I have Mott's Codes, which is my one where I do all my development stuff. And that's kind of more my fan page more than anything. So, you know, that's By the, the way, why thing. don't you use that as a spin off brand? Mott's Codes, Mott's Cooks, Mott's Bikes, Mott's, Mott's Delivers. Like you randomly deliver a pizza to somebody. <laughs> Mott's Delivers. Mott's Delivers. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> Mott's Sings, Mott's, Mott's Bathes. It could be any IRL streams in the bath. It could be literally anything. You follow you get where I'm going with this, right? Yes, I get I get it. It's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, ahead. that's that's my breakdown. Anyways, I think Zuckerberg crushed it. I thought it was really well done. I think that I think that I do think the senators blundered at opportunity. I think that Zuckerberg could have answered things a little bit better, but Honestly, a lot of times they were asking questions that like, how is Zuckerberg supposed to know this, these random things off the top of his head? It kind of, it didn't make any sense. But in general, it was a really fun watch. I have a link in the uh, show notes below. And what's really cool is the C-SPAN website. I was blown away. The C-SPAN website has everything transcribed. You can search the transcription. You can search the transcription by person. Then Every single block, when it goes from person to Zuckerberg, per senator to Zuckerberg, you can skip in line to that point in time. It's very well. It's one of the best video playback and mechanisms I've ever done. So shout out to C-SPAN. Like, just amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a huge plug. I mean, as somebody who watches video playback on a regular basis, I mean, I can tell you guys, if there's one thing Mots does, he watches video playback. I love video playback. So. Big fan. In fact, there's a 10 second <laughs> skip in the inline. You know how you usually hover over something in the video, you tap on it to pause it. You can pause it or go 10 seconds back or 10 minutes in the future. And it was amazing. I was like, this is the, every player needs ten, this. That's a great tool. Just like a base 10 second skip, right? So you can, yeah, that's a that's a good tool because you're always like trying to time that like click perfectly on YouTube. Like, no, I've already seen the first 90 seconds. I'm just trying to show this. And then before you know it, you've two and a half minutes in. Now you've clicked enough that they're showing you another one of those, you know, toilet paper ads or something. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so anyways, that's my right, uh, well, that's my breakdown, Danny. Well, I love your breakdown of Zuckerberg's piece. And, I, you know, I think the one thing before we bring it to a close is the bigger picture cultural question of you know, the future of humanity, like global economy, worlds without borders, and what really defines government in the future in many ways, you you know, a lot of people, it's not hard to paint, you know, science fiction, you know, future, future utopia science fiction novels where companies like Facebook run the world, not governments, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And so then it becomes interesting and you wonder, like, you know, if the perspective is that, that it, it, put it this way it's just like with the big short 
And one of the biggest reasons why, like, you know, they had the hardest time understanding what was happening is that the Goldman Sachs guy, the guys that were ahead of the game were being regulated by the people that were getting B's and C's at Harvard while they were getting like flying colors or going to lower colleges. Right. Yeah. So you basically like here's the here's the only thing I'll add to that. If if, if Facebook and Zuckerberg were up to some antitrust um, violations, who who monitors that? And so the problem is you have the government actually trying to say they're they're going to monitor it and they just look like like Zuckerberg Zuckerberg should be running the government, <laughs> right? I mean that's how it looks today yeah. from what you're describing, yeah. right? And so the question that's just like a bigger but again like I don't like to dive into those questions that much cuz like, you know, I subscribe to like you have your family, your wife and kid, then you have your your local community that extends from that and then there's like little circles you affect after that, but everybody says that they are doing the best they can for things bigger picture, but you know, you and I are hosting a podcast right now and there's probably some crazy stuff going on in Syria. Right. And so like on a human being level, you do the best you can with the people you can and you have as much empathy as you can. And I think if you actually legitimately try to be a good person within that circle, you're doing really good. And can you really worry that much about the NSA or some of that stuff? Like if you're up to criminal activity, then you maybe will. But I, I just can't worry about it. I can't sit here and worry about the antitrust violations that may or may not be happening at Facebook. You know why? Because Zuckerberg's a lot smarter than me <laughs> and I don't know yeah. what he's doing. And I and I don't think the government does either. And so that's kind of my that's the way I think about it on like a human being level. That would be my last Danny's Danny's philosophical rant that he knows nothing about of the podcast is done. Dun, dun, dun. I like that. All right. We need a jingle for that. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right, buddy. I think that's but it. You get what I'm saying. I, right? I, I get I get. I, All right. I, I, yeah. I, uh, you know, you respond to that next week. I smell what you're stepping in. You smell what I'm stepping in? Does it? Does okay. It smells good. <laughs> that was a great way to put it. Yeah, it smells good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you, buddy. Right. I, I really do. All right. Uh, and I love the, uh, I love the gift. And I love. I can't wait to see who wins our contest. There's no way that anybody listening to this will have, if they didn't know there was a contest. If you're hearing this message, then you already know. Yeah. It's too late. Too late. And this late. podcast will self destruct <laughs> in ten seconds. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, have fun with the kiddos. Um, I love you. I miss you. I'll see you in a little bit, maybe a little bit longer than normal. We'll see. All right. All right. Nice.